Over the last three years on this podcast, guests on so many episodes have reminded me that when the trials of life weigh us down, meditating on our great salvation helps restore our joy. This is always a great reminder, and it's also the theme of a conference coming up June 16 to 18 in Indianapolis. Remember Your Joy is the theme of the Gospel Coalition's 2022 Women's Conference, and speakers like Jackie Hill Perry, Jen Wilkin, and John Piper will help you consider how seven Old Testament stories point to our greater salvation in Christ and lead us to greater joy. Learn more about the conference and register soon at tgc.org slash tgcw22. And be sure to use the code in the word 20, that's in the word and then the numbers two zero, to get a discount on your tickets. This is In the Word on the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word on the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm so glad to welcome to the podcast Ellen Mary Dykus. Ellen has been involved in ministry for 30 years, and since 2007, she has served as the Director of Women's Ministry at Harvest USA. That's a national ministry dedicated to discipleship and church education, especially regarding sexuality and gender. She is the author of several books, including Toxic Relationships, Taking Refuge in Christ. This is a 30-day devotional from PNR. I've used books in this series. It's so good. I hope you'll take advantage of these. And also another book, this one from New Growth Press, called Sexual Sanity for Women. Ellen, it's so good to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Hey, Champ. Good to be here. Well, I am looking forward to the verse you have today. Why don't you share that with us? Sure. I'm going to focus on 2 Corinthians 4.12, which says, So death is at work in us, but life in you. And that's the Apostle Paul speaking. This is not just one verse. This is a very short verse. And so let's just take some time and get comfortable with what's going on. I'm going to read it again. And then why don't you put it in your own words for us? How would you paraphrase it? So this is 2 Corinthians 4.12. So then Paul says, death is at work in us, but life in you. Okay. What's he talking about? What's going on? Sure. Well, Obviously, this is in the context of his letter to the Corinthians, and it's in the context of chapter four, where Paul is beautifully talking about why he perseveres in ministry and how he can continue to allow his life to be poured out for the sake of Christ. And this verse is just a key summary of living out the gospel, that because of our relationship with Jesus through union with him, through his death and resurrection, that death is at work in us, but as we allow that death of Christ, the life of Christ to be at work in us, the resurrected life of Jesus is at work through us into the lives of other people. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot there. Short verse, big thoughts. Yes. How did this verse become so important to you? Well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Paul Miller and his excellent book called J-Curve, Dying and Rising with Jesus in Everyday Life. Hmm. Paul really helped me understand just what does it mean, like other scriptures, like where Paul says just a chapter later in uh, chapter five, where he says, and Jesus died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Hmm. And as I've seen, as Paul would talk in his book, many deaths 
as Paul Miller would talk, many deaths in my life, a disappointment, death of a dream, a death of a, of a significant person literally in this life or whatever it might be, the gospel teaches us to look for the resurrection. Like how is God at work through his pruning, his calling us to die to self? How is he at work to bring a fresh spiritual life through us, into us, through the person of Jesus. And I've seen that play out in so many practical ways in my personal life and in my ministry. I'm so glad you mentioned that book. It's also a favorite of mine. And uh, my kids are probably almost to the stage of rolling their eyes when I start talking about some of the same things that you were just talking about. But it's so good because it's not just the shape of Jesus' life, the dying and rising. It's the shape of uh, the Christian life as well. Mm -hmm. So if you were explaining this, speaking of my kids, if you were explaining this to some children, how would you go about doing that? Yeah, I would say, hey, because of our relationship with Jesus and because he died, but also rose from the dead. As we live our life, we're going to have similar experiences to what he had, where we might feel like something is dying in us, like a dream or a disappointment. Right. But that doesn't have to be the end of the story. We can look to Jesus. We can ask him to help us to see how is he at work wanting to cause his life in us to be that much more real. So it leads us, kids and adults, it leads us to be on the lookout for how God is using pain, disappointment to birth something new into our life. So if this were actually something going on in someone's life and you were talking to them, what kind of scenario would this verse apply to? Well, I mean, any, I think any scenario that we might face, but let's look at two that might be common to all of us. Let's say sure. there's a struggle or a disappointment or something that hurts in a relationship because somebody just isn't liking us or loving us the way we want. This verse helps us to see, okay, how, how is God wanting me to understand like Jesus, I'm going to experience disappointing relationships, but that disappointment doesn't have to be the end of the story. I can look to how is God wanting to bring about something new in my life. And then I would also look at, say, career dreams or job dreams. What happens when we don't get what we want, uh, when it doesn't go the way we were anticipating? That disappointment, again, doesn't have to be the end of the story. We can look, as Paul says at the end of chapter four, focus on what is unseen, the reality of Jesus, and let that lead us to look for how is God at work in this? Like death is never the end of the story in the gospel. Life is the end of the story. So on paper, that sounds so good and so compelling. And it's not just self-serving because we're wanting to bring life to others, but this is difficult. How do we manage that difficulty, that pain? Well, I don't think we manage the difficulty as much as we acknowledge it hmm. and bring it to God and trustworthy friends just with with real honesty and say, God, I'm hurting here. This is humbling. This is disappointing. This isn't what I was hoping for. God, how are you wanting to help me in this? How are you wanting to comfort me in this? Jesus, how are you inviting me to be more like you and less like what would feel natural to me, which is to only think about myself? and not think about other people in my life and how they could be impacted through this. So Ellen, one question that I love to ask on this podcast is if we did sort of the anti-verse of this verse, so the uh, screw tape letters version, mm -hmm. taking the verse and giving the inverse, what would that sound like for 2 Corinthians 4.12? 
It might be something like this. Hey, if you're not getting what you want, if you're hurting because you've been disappointed, just go after what you want because what you desire is the most important thing. That's all you need to think about. You know, that just reminds me, isn't that kind of what Satan tempted Jesus with one of the temptations in the wilderness in what Matthew chapter four? You know, why go to the cross? Why suffer? And if he had pushed away that dying, what would that mean, right? Mm -hmm. For us and the ramifications of that, but he embraced the dying, thank God, mm -hmm. but there was rising as well. Yeah, I mean, this verse helps redeem painful, even death experiences for the sake of Christ, which that gives me hope day in and day out when I'm facing those many deaths to keep looking for the resurrection that's on the other side. Amen. Thank God we live in hope because of Christ. Amen. So Ellen, it's been so good to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for making time and thank you for pointing us to this wonderful short verse in 2 Corinthians 4. Would you just take a moment and pray this verse for all of us today as we close? Sure. Lord Jesus, we, we can't think about this verse without praising you that you did die for us, but we don't stop at Good Friday. We look to Easter and your resurrection hope that we all have because of you. So I I pray for my friends, younger and older, that are listening to this, who may be in the midst of some form of death, death to self, death of a dream, perhaps even facing the death of a beloved person. Help us to see beyond that death to the hope that you give us in the unseen realm of Jesus Christ in heaven and us being joined fully to him someday soon. We thank you, Lord, that we can trust this to be true because of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.